ladies. You're listening to the Gift of Life podcast, which is a space used to create dialogue and to share the lives of women through discussions, stories, interviews, etc. to help women know and find their purpose in this world while connecting with God, themselves, their bodies, and other beautiful women. We are all sisters in this world and have been blessed with the gift of life. Hello ladies and welcome back. Hello ladies and welcome back to the Gift of Life podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Samira, who will be our first interviewee. I'm really excited to share with you all um, some of the things that she had to say today on today's episode. And so without further ado, here's the interview. So welcome to our podcast, Gift of Life. I'm welcoming our first guest, um, who is Samira. She's a doula. Um, I'm so happy to have her on the show today. And we're just going to get a little bit of information from her about what it means to be a doula and her process and, you know, how she helps women. So um, Samira, welcome. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you so much for having me. I am Samira. I am happy to be here. I love talking about um, being a doula. I have been a doula for many years. I'm also a nurse. I'm also a entrepreneur. I am the co-CEO of We Got You Covered, which is a medical, uh, modest medical apparel brand. Um, and I think I love everything that I do, but being a doula is like, it it's it's amazing to me because it's such an intimate um situation that someone is allowing you to you know partake in and um I think I've been doing it probably uh, I age I I do everything uh by the age of my own children because <laughs> I'm also a mother okay. so I, I, it's probably been like at least 18 to 20 years that I've been helping ladies, um, you know, bring babies into the world. And, um, so I'm a mom to a four and I'm a wife. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's basically, that's basically Samira right there. (laughs) Okay. That's good. I was not expecting you to say 18 years at all. (laughs) I thought a little bit I got into it after I had my first daughter, and so Mm. she's 24, so, like, I based it off of that, and I remember, I don't remember exactly the first person that I helped, but I kind of feel like it was one of my friends, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just, like, I remember how I felt having a baby, and having her was probably, it was the most amazing thing, but also, it, it wasn't, like, how I envisioned it. And so I started learning about, you know, how how people get help when they're having babies and, you know, the process and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I I started learning about what a doula was. And I'm like, this, people need this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's nice to have your mom or your husband, you know, those things are nice, but they care about you so much that they may not be able to um, advocate for you the way that you would like to be advocated for. 
or um, they may not remember everything because they're dealing with emotions. Mm -hmm. And although I feel like I'm emotional with the people that I help, I'm still an outsider. So, you know, there's a whole process where you communicate before, well before you're going to, you know, have the baby so that, you know, we're on the same page of what you would like things to look like. And then I'm the person who's going to, you know, try to help facilitate that looking like that you know, during the delivery. So it's, it's an amazing process. And I'm, I'm grateful for all the the moms who have, you know, allowed me to be a part of that, you know, so. That's really beautiful. I feel like most people when they start, you know, serving others, it's because they felt like a need for it because of their own experience. I find that to be really common. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that's, that's why I, I dated back to my first daughter, because I remember when I had her, it was like a sterile situation. It was, um, like I said, she's 24. So that's, you know, that was a while ago and Mm -hmm. it was a doctor and it was, it wasn't what it's supposed to be for a birthing situation. Mm -hmm. And like being a doula and a nurse, like I know the medical side, (coughs) excuse me. And it's like, Having babies, yes, there can be situations where we need medical assistance, but this is a natural occurrence. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that our body can naturally handle without it being a procedure, quote unquote. And most times the hospital looks at, you know, giving birth as a procedure mm-hmm. when it, it ultimately, unless it gets to that point, it shouldn't be looked at it like that way. So, um, it absolutely, you know, comes from my own experience. And then when I had my other children, you know, I was privy to have a doula myself. Even though I'm a doula, I wanted someone there that's going to support me in the way that I know that, you know, my your brain can't facilitate what you think it can yeah. <laughs> when you're actually, um, you know, having birth. So you, you know, in Islam, you know... Uh, it's said that even having a child is like the closest to death that you come without mm-hmm. dying. So it's really a deep thing that, you know, it's beautiful, but it's difficult. Yes. And there's ways to make it easier, you know, and more manageable that the quote unquote procedure of the hospital doesn't really allow you to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you feel like, um, do you feel like you're selective when you choose clients to work with or, you know, is it just like on a, whoever asked kind of basis? Um, for myself, no, I went through a training that's, um, Dona it's D O N A. So that's like the, um, like a certification to become a doula Mm -hmm. and they have like a website you can like if someone's looking for a doula, they can look there. I don't do it as much now as I used to. And really, I think that it has to be a fit for both people. So typically when I would, you know, someone would ask for my services, um, that you would have, you know, your initial meeting, if it's someone that you don't know now, I, cause I've done it for several people that I do know. Mm-hmm. So they already know how I am most, most of the time. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm silly sometimes, but when it comes to business, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to handle business. So, (laughs) um, if you're doing this with, you know, someone that you don't know, you would have initial meeting and both parties 
you know, need to be comfortable. They need to feel like, you know, this is a very intimate situation that you're a part of. You both need to feel like you're going to be comfortable and you're going to be going back and forth for some time. If you, um, a lot of my services included going to a doctor's appointment so that I can either meet your midwife or your doctor so that they know that I'm, you know, going to be there with you, you know, when, when you're having the baby and just, you know, because if it's your first baby, there may be questions, you know, that you have that maybe you don't understand and I can help you, you know, get, get through that, that bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's usually a meeting after you have the baby where I would come and check and try to help you with any, um, you know, with nursing or just do a final checkup to make sure that you were pleased with everything and that you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's really um, facilitating, um, you know, nurturing the mom. Yeah. You know, babies are beautiful and they're amazing and we love them so much. But we have to make sure that we're giving that nurture and that care to the mom. Um, you know, because this is this is um, this is the biggest workout you're ever going to have in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter how many children you have, each one is different. So. I can say that from helping people and I can say that from having my own four children that each pregnancy and delivery is different and you will experience different things. So I think you realize on that initial meeting whether you would want to go forth with someone. And, um, you know, I usually leave those meetings and say, you know, you get back to me, let me know what you want to do. If I leave and I felt I've never felt this way, but if I felt that this isn't going to work, you know, then I would, I would probably reach out and say, unfortunately, I'm not able to offer my services, but here, you know, here's a couple of other ladies I know, or here's some other resources, you know, that you can, that you can go to, but I've never had that, um, situation yet. So (laughs) I like that you're offering resources. Cause I find like for myself, if I, if I don't feel comfortable with something, I'm like, look, I might not want to do this, but I can give you, you know, an opportunity to find someone else who may, you know, I Uh think kind of leaving that door open. So it's not just like a dead end, like no one's going to help you just go to the hospital, have your doctor. No, even it it should never be a dead end. And I'm the type of person is even if I don't know right now, you know, give me a couple of days and I'll see what I can find out for Mm -hmm. you. I would never you know, even if we're not vibing or that it just doesn't seem like a good fit for us to be in this intimate, um, you know, workspace, I would never leave anyone. So I'm a total advocate for, you know, even if it's like, I don't even look at anybody else as a doula, that would be competition, but I would, (laughs) you know, obviously give, you know, give the, let, let someone else do it. And, um, you know, it's that it's about, I think it's about, the feeling and the caring and it's really a nurturing um you know it's a nurturing business I would say or um I don't I I hate to use the word business but it's just Mm -hmm. a nurturing part of something that we do that if you're not a nurturer it wouldn't really be a field for you to to want to venture into Mm -hmm. I've actually heard people use the term mothering the mother which I yes. thought was nice because it's kind of like, you know, an extension of what you're trying to give to your baby, but someone is giving yes. it to you. 
I'm like, oh, that's absolutely. And that's, it's really one of the things that I try to tell like new moms or younger moms, you know, first time moms that like, like I said previously, the baby is amazing. It's beautiful. But even telling the families, let's not forget about the mom. Mm -hmm. You know, she needs a lot of help and care right now as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you may be covering this later, but I'll just touch on it now. It's like, I don't want women to forget that they have to take care of themselves while they're taking care of this baby too. So Mm -hmm. I try to like remind them and give them tools for that as well with, you know, taking care of yourself is just as important as taking care of your new baby. Would you say that's probably like your biggest tip you give to clients? I think, um, I think over the years it has become my biggest tip because it probably when I first started wasn't something that I realized as much that I realized as years came, you know, as I became older and a little wiser that absolutely the mom and I will say that my grandmother is the one who told me this and I guess I wasn't quite didn't receive it yet. Mm-hmm. Um she's the one who said um this is even before I had children she was like I I think it was probably when I was expecting my daughters, Um, you know, it's, it's more, it's almost more important for you to take care of yourself and make sure that you're, you know, getting the nutrients you need and the rest that you need after you have a baby than it is for that baby, because that baby is going to get everything that it needs from mom. But, you know, sometimes we feel like we have to like jump back into like, a regular routine or I want things to go back how they used to be. But what we have to realize is if they won't be how they used to be, we have to learn what our new, um, what our new life looks like, what our Mm -hmm. new, you know, daily routine looks like and take time with it. You know, there, there should never be a rush, uh, you know, after you have a baby because it's, you're never going to get that time back, but take time to learn what that new routine is. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's part of, like, self-care for, for yourself as a mom, um, which is important. And I don't think that part is talked about enough. Um, so I think that is one of the biggest tips. And I have, you know, I, I, I there's a, a few people that I know that actually work with postpartum moms. And it's not mm-hmm. like the word postpartum, like, there's a problem. That's just, like, the next step after the baby yeah. is called pers- postpartum. and a lot of people look at that like, oh, you're depressed. No, that's just the stage of after you have a baby and caring for yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. um, after you have a baby, it's, you know, resting and making sure you have the nutrients and, you know, not doing heavy lifting and really listening to your body. Mm -hmm. And just because your friend, you know, had a baby a year ago and she's, doing cartwheels doesn't necessarily mean that (laughs) your body's going to do that. So that's, I tell people, listen to what your body's telling you because it's not going to, it's your body's not going to fail you. It's going to tell you even when you're delivering, listen to your body. It's going to tell you, you know, what position you want to be in, how you want to be, you know, swaying your body, how you want to be moving your body. Your body's going to tell you, and then you're, you know, you're going to work with your body. So, okay. 
I really appreciate, you know, the emphasis on the postpartum care. I find a lot of ladies kind of like don't realize how, you know, how much they can neglect themselves during that stage. So I'm glad that's something that you focus on. I found a lot of postpartum doulas actually who are doulas specifically just for that time period and you know a lot of women who have them really benefit from getting that extra care and support after the pregnancy is you know completed absolutely I my main focus was delivery um doula but absolutely I I I'm an advocate for people to have both Mm -hmm. you know some people do both but a postpartum is like, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking about 24 years. You don't know what you're doing when you, no matter how many siblings you had or how many kids you babysat or how many people tell you what to do, you have this little human being and you're just like, what, you know, what's going on? <laughs> like, I think I'm supposed to do this. I think I'm supposed to do that. I think I'm supposed to be feeling like this. But you have to also realize your body is going through a lot too while you're trying to figure out how to make this baby stop crying or feed it or change it or whatever you know is Mm -hmm. going on so a postpartum doula doula absolutely is um I think I mean I really wish that both of these things were like mandatory (laughs) if there was a way to like make them where you yes you have to have one yeah (laughs) you know um Alhamdulillah, in Islam, you know, ladies should take 40 days of rest. You know, a lot of ladies that I know don't do it. Um, But I tell every lady that I am in contact with that just has a baby, take those 40 days, rest. You know, learn your baby. There shouldn't be all of this, you know, hustle and bustle, going here and there, having all this company. Yes, everyone wants to meet the baby, but it needs to be a time where you are resting from this, you know, uh, marathon of a workout that you mm-hmm. had <laughs> and recovering. I mean, your body has gone through so much for nine months. It's going to take time to like, you know, get it back to um, to a, 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 a working machine again. Mm-hmm. So And to reset. Um, Yes, absolutely. It's no, my biggest thing is there's no rush. You know, don't think, oh my God, you know, it's been a couple weeks. I should be doing this, this, and this. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what I tell people. Why do you, why do you feel, you know, and sometimes it's just an expectation of other people around them. So, you know, I, I've come to the law, I've been able to like speak to other people, the family and say, listen, you know, this whether it's a male and that will never understand or someone else, you know, it's like, let's think about when you were having babies, you know, if it's Mm -hmm. someone that had a baby in the family and maybe you, you weren't privy to have this, but let's not rob her of having this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, I think it's really about having these conversations. That's so vital, um, you know, so that we're talking about it and that people are realizing, okay, there's, there's people talking about this. So I, I'm not like an oddball or I'm not, you know, um, wanting something that's so crazy or, you know, thinking about something that, that I shouldn't be desiring. You absolutely should be getting this, desiring it. And, you know, people around you should be wanting to offer it. So. 
Okay. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I think we have to continue to encourage people. And the more we make it normalized to rest uh-huh. and normalized to have a doula, then I feel like the better, the better off we'll be, you know, in the long run. Yes. Um, do you have like mostly Muslim clients and do you incorporate like some Islamic teachings, like specific things with those clients when you're, you know, practicing with them? Um, I've had both. So I, um, and alhamdulillah, the, my non-Muslim clients were fine, um, you know, with me being Muslim and being there. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I would ask if they mind if I, you know, say a little dua, if I say a prayer, you know, even if it's quietly. And they, they haven't opposed. Mm. Um, just because I feel like me being Muslim, I need to, you know, send salawats, I need to say <laughs> a little dua, you know. So, um, but absolutely for Muslims, you know, there, there we have, you know, there have been like doing daruds you know, really have helped, Mm -hmm. you know, to have the baby, to facilitate the mood, you know, there's playing Holy Quran, you know, maybe at, at, at some points of it, depending on, you know, you have to be careful depending on what stage of things are happening. Mm -hmm. Um, but having, you know, that relaxing, I can say absolutely for sure. Um, you know, calling on Allah has eased, ladies um minds and help them to breathe and get through stages of labor mm-hmm. you know islamically just calling on allah and rasulullah mm-hmm. has been a benefit you know and i think that um you may think it when you're when you're having the baby yourself but then someone else being there to say okay let's let's start this or let's do this or, um, you know, while if you're resting, let me go over here and read, you know, these are things that maybe you think about, but you're not able to facilitate because you're in the moment. It's too much for you to, you know, organize. So Mm -hmm. that's what the, that's what I'm there for to organize those things that we talk about beforehand. Um, and I, I, I love that, you know, it's been incorporated and it's been in different spaces. You know, I've been in birthing centers, helping people. I've been in hospitals, helping most with both Muslim and, and non. So I've been in home births. Like I've been in a lot of different, um, you know, places helping people. So it's, it's been an array of places. And I can say that almost every, I, I I'm trying to think of like a time where, there weren't like the nurses or the doctor or their midwife were like, we're happy that, that, that we had this extra person. We had Mm -hmm. this hands. Like it, it's been a benefit. Like I've never been in a situation where it hasn't been a benefit. Even, you know, there's been a couple of cases where someone had to have a C-section and, um, one of the times the dad did not want to go. Um, so I went with Mm -hmm. the mom and, um, you know, she just was crying because she said, if you weren't here, I would have been alone, mm. you know? So it's just like, no matter what, it's, it's been a benefit. Even if it was, didn't turn out to be the ideal labor that we wanted, it's been, it's been a benefit. So, um, 
that's why I'm just, I just always say like, it's, I think it's such an important thing that people shouldn't pass up, mm-hmm. you know, they should like do research on it. And, um, you know, I, it's sad that insurance doesn't cover it, but, um, you know, there's, there's ways to, to make it work as far as monetary wise, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, since you are so busy helping these ladies, you know, give birth and, you know, you're just being such a support system for them. How do you care for yourself as you're supporting them? Yeah, that's, that's actually a good question. I think, um, I've learned over the years to care for myself. So I do, I go to the chiropractor regularly. Mm -hmm. So I get adjusted and I get um, massages regularly. So because it is a lot of, um, I tell them, you know, put all your weight on me. Get, put, you know, use me. You're using, I am a tool for you if if we get to that point where you need it, you know. Or I show you how to, you know, put your weight on your spouse and um, get relief. But there are times where, you know, I've been in strange positions and, um, <laughs> you know, taking some of that uh, burden from them um you know because it, it for some reason when you it feels like a transfer of pain almost mm. is how I would explain it from someone who's given birth and um it just feels like you're releasing some of it to the other person so um the ways that you know I I I try to walking when the weather is nice, I like to walk a lot, but I am a, a advocate for massages mm-hmm. and my chiropractor. That's that. Those are the two things that I always um, make sure that I that I do, and my pedicures <laughs> <laughs> because the pedicure is like a foot massage. So gotta um, get that I'll in. Those three things. Those are my. <laughs> it's it's keeping you know you're on your feet for a long time too. There's there's been times where. I was like, I don't even know how I stayed awake, but, you know, I did it, you know, so, um, but those, the back is important and your feet are important. So those Mm -hmm. are, those are the ways that I keep myself, um, able to continue to help. I love that. I love that. Because like you said, you said now you're taking care of yourself that way. Do you feel like before, like when you first started, you weren't taking as much time to care for yourself? I find a lot of people don't do it. Absolutely was not. Absolutely was not. I don't know. I mean, I think some of the care attributes to um, my age as I got older. um, And that's why I like to talk about it to tell younger people do listen, take some of the things that I learned and do them now, you know, so that you're not playing catch up. You know what I'm saying? So I think that I didn't do it as much when I was, you know, first starting out. And um, if I would have taken care of myself more then, I probably would be in better shape. Not to say, you know, I'm horrible right now, but it would have been better for my body, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and um, I, I just... I talk about it to give advice to anyone that's younger than me <laughs> that may be you know, getting into, you know, being a doula, being a nurse, anything in the medical field, you have to take care of your body because you use so much of your body as a tool for other people. Mm. Okay. That is very great advice. Thank you. 
Um, Because I was just going to ask, what do you think um, every young woman should know? As far as, like, if they want to be a doula or if they are having babies? If they're having babies. If they're having babies, um, always take care, take time for yourself. Um, Don't feel guilty, you know, like if you're, if you've had the baby already, like don't feel guilty about taking time for yourself. Because if you don't fill your cup as a mom, as a wife, you know, then you can't, you don't have as much to pour into everyone else. So like I said previously, listen to your body. Your body is always going to tell you the first signs of anything. And if it's not feeling right, it's not feeling good or this doesn't feel right, then make adjust, make adjustments and do not ever feel guilty for taking moments for yourself. Even, you know, when the baby is small, like a lot of moms are like, I can't go to the bathroom. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. And you don't have to bring the baby with you. And the, it, it's healthy for babies to cry. <laughs> so let your if you know that your baby is in a safe spot leave your baby if your baby is crying it's okay let your baby cry it is okay for the baby to cry use the bathroom take moments to yourself even there are times when you feel overwhelmed it's okay take a moment secure your baby and go sit in another room take some deep breaths do some yoga you know, if you're Muslim, you know, listen to Holy Quran, do some zikrs, like take the moments for yourself so that you are calm and content and okay so that you can take care of everyone else. I always, even, I always say like, even when you're about to like, okay, I'm going to go nurse the baby, get all of the things that you need for your comfort, mm-hmm. your drink, your pillow, all the things that you need for your comfort. And then get your baby and you know feed your baby like you have to take care of yourself first and it's not a selfish thing it's it's what you're supposed to do um and so that's I think that that's not said enough and we are um you know always you know our focus is straight for the baby and yes you do have to take care of that baby but you have to take care of yourself so always pour into yourself so that you can pour into others okay i really love that i feel like that's a good (laughs) uh a good note to end on i really appreciate (laughs) you coming and you know sharing a little bit of your story and just how you know these young women can prepare themselves for this you know experience of becoming a mother yes listen being, I, I, I will say this as a mother now, giving birth is the most amazing thing that you will ever do. It is spiritual and you feel like a superhero when you're done. Like I felt so strong every single time, all four times. I just felt like I did the most amazing thing and you, I did. Mm-hmm. And every mother has, no matter how you're birthing, story ends no matter how you gave birth it's amazing you are so strong and you did I mean you did something miraculous 
and you know your body is meant to do that but it's you gotta you gotta realize how amazing and strong you are and um it's just an amazing thing and I, I just I I it just makes me warm to like talk about it <laughs> to like um you know be there and I I want young ladies to experience how amazing it is and know that it it's it's it doesn't have to be scary it doesn't have to be like a horror story or anything like that it's it's um I think when you're educated and you you know speak to people that are educated in it as well then you'll realize how much of like a superhero you are just mm. from the act of giving birth <laughs> mm. see I love it so. too that's why I'm here interviewing you right now <laughs> Yes, yes, because absolutely. I feel I'm like, so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it because I feel like ladies, we just have to know that there is support out there. There's people who are rooting for us. And, you know, yes. we have the capabilities because this is, you know, what we're created to do. But we have to uh-huh. take some initiative, get educated, get the right information and, you know, fill ourselves up with the proper knowledge so that we can do those things and you know, fully feel in ourselves and our essence. So absolutely. This is a great space. I'm so I'm so glad that you're sharing. Um, I listened to a couple of your your episodes before I, you know, we came on tonight. And Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that you're sharing this information. Mm -hmm. I think that it's, you know, it's such a benefit and it needs to be it needs to be out there. And you know, as Muslim ladies, we need to hear it from other Muslim ladies sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people that look like us, people that are the same age. So you being younger and talking to, you know, the younger population, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I think this you. is this is a great thing that you're doing. So you I'm so happy much. to have been a guest. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Samira. I really appreciate everything that you do. Please continue to be great and helping ladies. And um, we wish you all the best. And maybe we'll have you on again. All right. I will welcome it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can find more information about Samira and her co-founder, Tasha, on their Modest Medical Brands page on Instagram, We Got You Covered, which is We Got You Covered, C-O-V-E-R-D. You can find more information about them and just go along on their journey as they um, begin to advertise for their new brand. Um, I hope you guys go and support them. We're so happy to have Samir on the show today. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's topic and I hope it gave you some food for thought. Be sure to subscribe and share our podcast with others. You can find us on the Anchor app as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Follow our sponsor at Jawahar Life on Instagram. And until next time, keep embracing your gift of life.